Hey listeners, Johnny here. I wanted to pop in here because in this arc, we're getting into a more human kind of horror, which means things get real. I'll be getting into some of the implied traumas in our characters' pasts. There are specific content warnings in the show notes, and if those are things that are difficult for you to hear, you'll want to be careful with this arc. Take care of yourselves, we love you all, and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Monsters Playbook, a real play Monster of the Week podcast where I've honestly had to adjust my expectations for what forward progress means. Half the time this arc, I was straight up worried that nothing was really happening, but there was something I was forgetting, a little something called drama. And in the glowing ash of all that progress and all that drama, we find ourselves here, the epilogue. The threats and the people behind them may be neutralized or disarmed or defeated, but the damage has been done. And when the adrenaline fades, our heroes will finally have to come to terms with what they've learned about their world and about themselves. After all they've seen, all they've done, all they've changed and all that's changed them, the only question left is, what next? I'm John and I play Mark Clayton. I'm Lauren, and I play Kira and Anna Ashweb. I'm Maya, and I play Casey Davis and Theo Nessos. I'm Johnny, and I play literally everybody else. So here we go. So as I mentioned previous to recording, but now I'm recording, and so now it's real. Welcome to the Season 2 epilogue. So this is the epilogue of Season 2, where we will figure out how our player characters got from the end of the last mystery to where they will be set up for season three. We know the beginning point. We don't know the end point. And that's okay. So speaking of beginning point, where I want to, where I do want to start with Theo, I want to deal with kind of like the 24 to 48 hours following the fall of the director, Theo. When you would have left the Dawnbreak Dress Barn, where would you have gone? I think Theo would just go home. Via obvious channels? Yeah, so I think after everything, Theo will uh, go up to you, Mark, and ask you, like, um, can I, do, do you mind giving me a ride home? Casey gave me, like, a ride here, but she looks really busy. I don't want to, like, ask her to, you know, also drive me, like, back home. Theo, roll and manipulate someone. Also, do I know where, like, from here her home is? How's your internal map, Mark Clayton? Not great. We've learned this. Well, there was a blizzard at the time that... <clears throat> Six. Mark, if you don't give her a ride home... You will mark experience. Sure. Yeah, we. I. I. I can. Um. I can drive you home. Um. Which way is that again? Oh, I can uh, give you directions. Like, as you drive, if it's not like convenience, like I don't know if you need to talk to your mom or anything, or I don't like if you need to talk to like Kira or Casey, but like whatever you're like ready and like I totally like whatever. I. I only. I think Mark says that he only. He was just about to say, I only have one helmet, but. He, he holds his tongue and he's just gives gives her the helmet. And uh, yeah, I start walking down towards my motorcycle and hop on. And yeah, you can you can just hop on back and 
we can go. I've got little like kick out like feet things you can put your feet on. Oh, cool. Can you get on? Oh, just head that way. <laughs> Mark, roll actor to pressure Theo, will help out. 12. 11. Oh. Oh. You guys. <laughs> so with that, I f- have you, I feel like, have the two of you ever been in a thing where one of you is driving and the other one is like giving directions and they like, they say up here, you're going to turn left. And it's like, I know, like, I mean, John usually does it to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The answer is yes. So Theo and Mark on this motorcycle are like a good team. Mark, I think you figure out as you as you get closer, especially you do know this part of town and you do remember kind of every step it took to get to and from Theo's house because getting there and going away from there weighed so heavily on your memory and identity. Theo, you're like leaning into all the turns, right? So you get there pretty quick and pretty comfortably. And I think Mark realizes that his bike is turning a lot easier than normal. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and you're like, how do I how do I get this all the time? <laughs> I also feel like I feel like I have to say it that I think Theo's like comfortably holding on to Mark, or at least like exhaustedly holding on to Mark. This is getting heated, guys. Yeah, there's absolutely no way that your hands are not clenched around his like middle. His waist? <laughs> I say middle. <laughs> Ew. Men don't have waists, they have middles. <laughs> <laughs> this is where the night's gonna go. Okay. <laughs> I have fun. I'm kind of guessing. Stop me if I'm wrong. Well, no. I think Theo will have would have Mark stop like outside the gate, outside the walls of her family's house. I think as Mark pulls up, he does a little like rev with his engine to sound cool, and then he just kills the engine. Uh, Theo's gonna check towards the house. Does anybody notice? Come out. After that. Well, that's two different questions. Well, I didn't like, like, but it was more like. You, you, you made your motorcycle do an anime. Uh. <laughs> I want to like investigate, investigate a mystery to see if anybody's come out to investigate. Read a bad situation. Read a bad situation. Thank you. Okay. 14. Nobody comes out. Okay. Ask two more questions. What's my best way in? To my house. What do you mean by best? Uh, to not be noticed. Your own bedroom window. What's Mark's best way of leaving my house without being noticed? Immediately. Uh, Theo will hop off the bike. Uh, she'll take off the helmet and give it back to you. Uh, thank you for the ride home. Yeah. Um, you know what? I Here. I, he hands the helmet back. Just in case, like, you know, I need to pick pick you up again, then you have a, a spare helmet. Or a helmet, excuse me. I really appreciate that, but I have one. Like, I usually, like, oh. r- drive, like, a moped and stuff. It's just that Casey picked me up and I didn't think about it at the time. Right. And I don't want to take... If this is your only helmet, I don't want to, like, take it. Well, I mean, I was I was looking at another one. Figured, like, this this one might be, might be nice. It looks nice on you. Thanks. Mark, will you roll plus charm? Eight. Awkwardly charming. <laughs> yeah, I think it comes off precisely how you think it comes off. Like, 
It feels it, it feels like he learned this move maybe from watching movies that like but you get the <laughs> vague sense that he's not just he doesn't want you to just have a helmet. Oh. Yeah. He's he's giving you this in the expectation of more rides together. Well, thanks. I think Theo will take it and kind of like hug it to her like stomach. I also think that Theo's gonna cast the glamour spell on her eye. We'll see about that. Yeah, I know. But I kind of want Theo to do it like kind of as she's like talking to Mark. She's just gonna do it kind of absentmindedly, kind of like, how are you doing like harm-wise? You hurt? Um, no, I'm, I'm doing okay. I guess uh, I'll see you when I see you or... If you ever want to do that um, plant shopping, I can try to help. Yeah, I think I think I'd like that. Um, do you mind if I call you tomorrow? Yeah, that's fine. Cool. So, it's a date then. Markroll plus charm. Are you like calling to like talk on the phone and like hang out or? <laughs> uh, I got a five. <laughs> Oh, I love this. I actually love this, especially with a failure that you're like, do you remember when he said something and you got the distinct intention that he was trying to get in your pants? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, same energy. You know what? Maybe Theo steps back. Her eye hopefully changes. Nine. And remind me what that means. Um, using the glamour, more simple glamour. So that, that means if all you want to do is make your one eye look like the other eye, that'll work. Okay. Yeah. And then Theo will just head inside. Okay. Roll act under pressure. 11. I wish you would have told me that you were trying to sneak into the house. Cause then I would have like, z- z- like zapped you there, you know? No, it's okay. No, she's good. Okay. So you... Go climbing up the trees on the property up to the eaves and get in through your bedroom window. It's pretty much exactly as you left it, except there is a a pink post-it note on your wind, your mirror. Mm. What does it say? It says, boo. I'll take it off, crumple it up, and throw it in the trash. Okay. I think after everything that had happened... But what can I ask you? What time is it? Night. Maybe like nine or ten. Yeah. Sorry to be boring, but I think Theo's gonna like shower and then like get ready to go to bed. And then the next day. Okay. Go do something. Roll act under pressure again. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 13 advance move. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> you are expertly avoiding your big sister who is stalking around the house looking for you. It's tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to just like gather up some of my things and uh, go head out to my moped. Okay. So there you go and there you are. I'd like to go see the Vitali. Vitalis. Vitalis? Okay. So yeah, you head out to, yeah, I think they live in North. Well, they don't live in North. They have a like garage that they kind of operate out of in North Minneapolis. 
yeah, you head out there and I don't know that you've ever properly been here before, but there are a number of like tough looking dudes just kind of wandering and lounging around, like sitting in packs in groups of like up to three kind of smoking and maybe playing cards. Two of them are in what appears to be a good natured knife fight. And then from the garage, you can hear just a ton of noise. Just imagining Theo pulling up in a robin egg blue <laughs> moped wearing Mark's uh, helmet. Theo does have her staff, wind staff with her. Okay. I think that she's gonna walk up. Which one? What group is like doing the least violent thing right now? Um, <laughs> the least violent? Roll read a bad situation. Nine. Yeah, there's a pair of dudes just leaning against a bench, passing a cigarette back and forth. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. I'm looking to speak to Vitalis. You need help with an ex-boyfriend or something. Or something. Roll manipulate someone. Question. Mm-hmm. Are they Maggio? Unclear. What'd you roll? I rolled a 10, but I, um, because of my arcane reputation, um, I get plus one yeah towards Maggio so it's 11 yeah or a 10 congratulations on differently succeeding thanks wasn't serious um <laughs> are you ever sometimes I think they'll kind of look at each other and then back at you and then just like roll their eyes and walk you in but not before shouting to a couple of the other guys something in Greek I do want to say because I think one of the reasons that uh, Katarina couldn't find me the previous night or like whatever, uh-huh. Theo dyed her hair. <laughs> <laughs> like in addition to taking a shower last night, you also dyed your hair? Yeah. To what color? I think it's like a silver white. Cute. To match your eye. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that it's like, maybe like short, angular, like just really An sharp. inverted bob. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Is your eye visible right now? Or is it masked? I don't want it to be, which means that I need to roll for that. Yes, you do. <laughs> 10. So every, so my eye looks like an eye. My eye. Okay. Some of the other guys are like shouting in Greek, what's with the rave girl? And the guys who are walking with you are like, I don't know, it's all ages night. And they chuckle a little bit and they deliver you in and yeah, inside, working on not really clear what. I think one of them is pounding something out on an anvil, and another of them is working some kind of huge. Are you? Are, is everything okay? Yeah, we're just twelve. I damn it, Maya! I was fine, and then I saw you break. <sighs> so something about an anvil. And what, what was the other one doing? The other one is is working at the end of some huge loud machine that's making all kinds of grinding noises and smashing. <laughs> um, can you remind me, what are the names of the Vitalis? Vitalis, yeah. The burly one on the anvil is Christos. And then... And Dimitri. Yeah, the other one who's... I don't know, they're both wearing kind of uh, garage gear. The other one just has really long hair pulled back into a ponytail. 
Christos looks up to see you approaching and looks right back down and continues working. But Dimitri winds down the machine and sort of gives you a skeptical look. I believe I'm in need of your services. Nessos, aren't you a little young? No. A little good then. As you're considering what to say, there is just the painfully loud clank of metal on metal from Christos's anvil. It's just a rumor. <laughs> you have money. Knowing what you can do, what you do do, thinking that you could help me with something that I need. Do you think you'd be able to help me with some tattooed runes? The hammering on the anvil stops. The little centaur has found her blood. Don't call me that. You know what it costs. Oh, I think Thea is going to reach into uh, her backpack and pull out a dark purple velvet bag that has money in it. Like a little drawstring. Where did this bag of money come from, Theo Nessos? Honestly, I feel like it might have come from a savings that Theo has been putting away over the past couple of years. Okay. Dimitri will come and take the bag, heft it, impressed, and nod to Christos. You have the runes? Yeah. Does your father know you're here? Do you even care? Nessos business is Nessos business. Sometimes Nessos business is Maggio business. If you can't do it, I'll take that money back. I'll find somebody else more capable. I'm just asking, but they'll do it. I think that Theo's going to also say, when you count that out, you'll see there's a little extra in there. A tip? For discretion. <laughs> then no, I do not care. So I think then they'll sort of usher you back into a separate room and be like, so tell me, and they'll pick up a sort of tattoo gun that crackles with light energy and magical heat. What would you like? I think that Theo's gonna take off the sweatshirt that she was wearing. I think she'd like have like a tank top on. I'm looking to get runes on my back or sides of swords that I can then manifest and use. Sick. Is that everything? Um, I mean, mechanically, I'm taking this as a rote, mm -hmm. but I think for now, that's all. Okay. I think I want you to roll plus weird, and, and I also want you to roll plus, roll act under pressure. Uh, eight is the weird. Okay. Eleven is the act under pressure. Okay. So you do not scream in pain. Cool. And pick a glitch. I guess I kind of like the idea that there's a problematic side effect. Okay. So I'm going to have this scene end with um, applying the runes, which I do think, where are you wanting them on your, like on your sides? Let's just do it on the back. I feel like that'd just be easier. And I'm imagining like, kind of like two crossed like scimitars. Yep. Yeah. So I think the, the runes themselves look a bit like, I mean, when you look at them right, they kind of look like just just sword hilts and yeah they go on in sort of the traditional deep tattoo green later when you sort of get home and are preparing for bed what you don't notice is that the one on the right side is gray 
who wants to go next? I have got one thing that kind of connects to Theos. Maybe it would be a maybe it makes sense to do that and connect it to Theo. I don't know. Okay. I think there's a couple of like logistical things I kind of want to take care of that we don't necessarily have to do like RP for, but um, I do want to have Kira separately tell Anna, Tommy, and Donovan uh, what Casey had shared with her about Addendum G. I think, in, at least in Tommy and Donovan's case, I don't think she'd get into specifics. I don't think she she can get into it. It uh, hurts too much. Um, but I do think she would tell everything to Anna. So yeah, Kira would track down Anna probably shortly after uh, she gets the news from Casey about Addendum G. And would find her and would just be like, hey, uh... Now that things have calmed down a little bit, I thought maybe we could we could have a chat. Yeah, uh, actually, I wanted to um, talk to you about something, too. Something that's kind of been on my mind a lot lately. Uh, you, you can go first, though. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kira will, will share everything that she found at Addendum G. And she will kind of, after she kind of tells the whole story of everything... She'll say, I honestly don't know how to feel about it all right now. Um, honestly, I'm kind of feeling a little numb. <laughs> Anna will say, yeah, I um, sort of put together some of the pieces. Uh, we were interrogating that tentacled fucker. He talked about Abigail and uh, sort of made sense. But we don't talk about Abigail, do we? I think Kira sort of like wraps her arms around herself protectively and just kind of stares at the ground. No, we don't. She wipes her tears. Um, um, there's, um, there's actually something else, too. Um, in the presentation, they mentioned that there were other altars. The protector, which I assume is you. Persecutor. A little. An animal. And this Agent M. Do you know any of these altars? I know of McCleary. And I briefly was introduced to Ember. But I don't know of any others. And then, Johnny, this is where you jump in and explain. What does Anna know? <laughs> um, I want Anna to roll investigate a mystery. All right. Well, uh, minus one. It's a seven. <laughs> <laughs> Would you roll just a naked d6? Four. You know what? Mm-hmm. This makes sense. Some of her memories of being part of you are starting to fade as though they were a dream. Anna's memories? Mm -hmm. Specifically of the internal landscape of your brain. Shit. She does remember and know about another one like her that was a crafty old lady named Ruth. She does remember a little girl and she does remember a wolf, but doesn't know much about them. It's weird. I don't really remember that much. There was, there was a little girl. There was a wolf. I can't remember their names. There was an older woman named Ruth, and she was nice. 
And obviously, you know McFeary. Yeah, I don't know. I wish I could tell you more. Um, it's kind of just a blur, I guess. Don't worry about it. Um, I just, I thought you, you should know. I mean, up until recently, it was all the same head. <laughs> How are you doing, by the way? Um, I've, I've heard people are concerned about you, that you seem like you're not doing okay. <laughs> are you checking in on me now? <laughs> it's been strange going from the one thing that I knew how to do better than anyone. And now I feel like, I don't know, it's like these other friends of yours, they kind of outclass me. But it's it's fine. Um, I, <clears throat> I'm working on it. I have um, some, some things I'm gonna try to, to work on. I know uh, Casey was really pissed about what happened uh, at ears, so there's some stuff I gotta work through there, but um, it's gonna be fine. You know I can feel what you're feeling, right? <laughs> you don't have to lie. Well, um, it's force of habit. And then Kira will say again, <clears throat> so what was it that you wanted to tell me? And then Anna's gonna say, oh, uh, don't worry about it. Uh, it was just a thing with um, Emily was some favor maybe that she owes us now. So that's cool. She said she owes us for helping her out with this whole Mr. Green situation. So I'm going to go check in on that. But um, I'm going to be okay. And so are you. Okay? And then Kira will pull her in for a hug. And she'll just say to Anna... There's no one like you, Anna. After you say, there's no one like you, Anna, a troubling voice inside your head says, but we can make more. I assume that was Ember. Yeah. Great. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so chronologically, I do think after that conversation, in case you couldn't tell, Anna was definitely going to say something else to Kira. Um, but then after hearing everything that Kira divulged about what she just re- learned with um, Agent M, mm-hmm. she held back. One thing that I'm kind of assuming that Ears is chaotic right now, I kind of want Anna to either like the day after, whenever, to take that vision and violet that they still have and try mm-hmm. to go back into ears. Okay. Can you remind the audience vision and violet is where you look like somebody else or you belong? Vision and violet is a flower that makes you look like anybody other than yourself as long as you are wearing it. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of chaos indeed running around, people running around, uh, people who you don't recognize sort of packing up and carrying off stuff from desks. Do, am I able to get inside just fine? Yeah, Rolex under pressure. I'd like to first, if I can, like breed a bad situation um, okay. to figure out like what's the best play here? Like who would be the least suspicious person to pretend to be kind of that kind of thing? That's a 10. 
to read that situation. Okay. So I think one of the questions I want to ask is like, who could I impersonate to like fly under the radar as much as possible? Because I don't want to attract any attention. Jasper Peters. <laughs> okay. All right. So I will look like Jasper. And then what's the best way in? Honestly, yeah. I, honestly, I just think front door. Like it's no one's really watching. Okay, great. All right. And then I want to save my next question then for once I'm inside, if that's okay. Okay. So act under pressure to get inside? Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a 10. Nice. What are you doing here? I'm here to find something for Theo. Okay. With my other question, I guess like where would be a good area to look for something that would be in whatever fucking Katarina had said, like interesting thing to take home. What does that word mean to you? Something that has power. Armory. Okay. Head to the armory. Okay. Guarding the ar armory is going to be a younger security officer who you recognize as Whitewood <laughs> from Tip's team. <laughs> And he's just, he's just standing there kind of, um, he's behaving like nothing so much as a soccer goalie. Mm -hmm. Like as, as people are sort of running around and moving in all directions, he seems to be posted up to make sure that nobody, this is his own personal thing he's defending. Hall monitor. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, from like the time that like Kira was part of ears and the stuff that we know of Casey, like what's the procedure here? Do you just like sign out an item if you want to take it out or? Ordinarily, there would be someone other than Whitewood Manning, likely on the other side of this door, there would be a person mm -hmm. that, yeah, you would, you know, send your name, agent number, the operation in which you are checking it out for. All right. Uh... Anna's gonna Anna's gonna walk into the into the room. No, she's not, because she's gonna get a hand on on Jasper's chest to stop him. Whitewood? Agent. Mind if I check out a weapon? Uh, in case you haven't noticed, we're kind of in a bit of disarray. Monsters aren't gonna stop attacking the city. Orders have. You think there's operations going on right now? This is the perfect time for someone to come in and take advantage. I think there's people who need protecting. Do you disagree? He, he looks you up and down. What was your name again? <laughs> I don't have time for this. I don't think there's anything in here that's gonna help you heat up your office chair. No offense. Offense taken. Look, do you think I like sitting in this cushy little office job? Kinda. I mean, you know how many times I wish I could be an, could be an agent out there in the field doing actual work? Being behind a desk fucking sucks. Roll manipulate someone. 11. <sighs> All right. Nod. And then as he like slides the door open, he'll be like, so what's the job? Werewolves. Oof. Yeah. Bit unclear, but it looks like somebody's maybe trying to do some sort of sire magic. I don't know. You investigations have your own, you have your own different kind of language, don't you? I guess. What is it that uh, Whitewood does again? Is he in security? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I want to look around. What kind of weapons we got? 
owe all kinds. I think he's going to walk you over to a rack of crossbows mm-hmm. and be like, the old monsters tend to usually folks favor the old weapons for the old monsters. Let's see. We also got energy lures. We got uh, energy lures. Well, I mean, it's a bit more sophisticated. Oh, yeah. How so? Well, for non-humans, demi-humans, anti-humans, kind of functions like a like a terror pheromone. It's interesting. And lure them into a trap or away from innocence, stuff like that. Okay. Interesting. Got your silver dust grenades in case you want to negate the shift. What's the most valuable? Can I read a bad situation or something? Do. Yeah. Roll it. <laughs> what would what would Theo like the most? Uh, nine. Okay. So I would use that question. What would Theo want the most? What kind of thing would you want? With a nine, Theo, I want you to message me directly and then I'll tell her. So you see a wall in which is set a bunch of like black spheres about the size of an apple with like a circle in the top and then notches all the way around. And they're all kind of like slowly pulsing this dim blue light. And you go, what about those? (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. And Whitewood's like, mind traps for a werewolf? Well, the whole sire bond thing, right? If you can separate them from their mind, can maybe sever the sire bond. Why'd you want to sever it? Because they're just a person underneath all of that. We'll manipulate someone again. Ten again. Okay. That's... I think you get the sense that he's looking, he's searching for words Mm. pretty hard. And uh, the sense you get is that you have said something to him that he had been waiting to hear from someone else. Buddy. Okay. And he walks over to the thing and picks one of them up. And he goes, you ever use one of these before? Uh, I've only heard about them. How do, how do they work again? Well, they look like you throw them, but that's the trick. This, and he points at the little dim pulse. This is the catch eye. Point this at the target. Click it to the side. It's best if you can get them to make eye contact with it. But either way, it'll still yank it out. Great. Um, this will this will be helpful. Anything else I need to know about this? How to use this? Don't look directly at it. It is not going to be pleasant to watch it work. Whatever you do, do not put two in one. What happens if you put two in one? Don't. <laughs> Nothing happens because you're not going to do it. Say it. I won't do it. Thank you. That's a I damn just- lie. <laughs> I just remembered that Theo is possibly giving this to Katarina. <laughs> we don't have to. <laughs> I should have chosen my words more wisely. Yeah. All right. Uh, then, yeah, Anna will take that. Does she need a sign for anything or is he just going to let her, like, walk out? Well, I think as you're about to walk out, he'll be like, hey. What's up? Still got systems. He points at the sign out sheet. Right. Anna will sign for Jasper Peters. Okay. And then uh, as she's like about to head out the door, she'll just say, uh, thanks for uh, keeping an eye on the place. It's good to know somebody still cares. You want the rest of this stuff, right? What other stuff? The crossbow, the oh, uh, silver dust grenade. Sure. <laughs> 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 the 
that yeah that that's yeah i just this was this is so cool uh i forgot about the other things but that that sounds great must look like toys to you now but soon enough it's just a hammer and a nail kid hammer and a nail well maybe i can use it to do some good good luck out there bud you too that's on the shoulder (laughs) (laughs) heads out all right so I think after that, Anna would leave, and I think she'd want to get in touch with with Theo. So yeah, Anna will reach out to Theo and be like, hey, <laughs> can you meet? Be like, Theo glances at her phone <laughs> while being tattooed on. <laughs> in like two hours. That works for me. Where should I meet you? You pick. Hmm. Nowhere too far. I'm on my moped. Let's go to... This ice cream shop in Minneapolis. I don't know. <laughs> Go to Sebastian Joe's. Sure. That's a place. <laughs> With a name. <laughs> I live in Minneapolis. <laughs> Sebastian Joe's. Two hours. I'll see you there. Sounds good. Head over to meet up with... Uh, well, she's going to need a ride. Fuck. She doesn't have a car. <laughs> um... Hey, Diego. (laughs) Hola. Is this you texting him? Probably. What are you doing? What's the favor? (laughs) I could really use a set of wheels right about now to go to Sebastian Joe's. There's maybe an ice cream cone in it for you. (laughs) (laughs) Well... Roll manipulate someone. <laughs> uh, ten. Well, well, you are speaking my language. <laughs> so yeah, he'll show up and he'll give you a ride. He's uh, he probably looks tired because I feel like Casey would have asked her team to like help. Yeah, he does, and he's got a big old can of Monster Energy drink, and he drives. I think he drives a big pickup truck, like a twenty fifteen nice ish truck okay yeah and uh we'll hop in the passenger seat nice nice wheels i know <laughs> can you get me to uh sebastian joe's what kind of flavor of ice cream do you like first of all there's only one flavor of ice cream rocky road a rocky road huh anything else is just frozen yogurt i guess i can let you live with that <laughs> <laughs> So, how are things going on ears? <laughs> it's kind of a big question. Seems pretty chaotic from what I've heard. A little above my pay grade as long as I have the same boss next week as I had last week. I'll be okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, at least the, the drum is hopefully taken care of now. So, that's that's got to feel pretty good, right? I guess. I mean, it'll be nice to point a gun at a monster I can see for a change. Or again. Sure. <sighs> so is this like a date or? <laughs> Do you want us to be? <sighs> oh, snap. You are playing the game, girl. <laughs> you know what? I think he's going to play it right back and just be like, I don't want to make any assumptions, though I am making some assumptions. I mean, last we talked, I said the ball was in your court, so 
And then you called me. Yeah, for a ride. Are you saying you want it to be more than a ride? <laughs> I would love for him to be thinking about what to say when he pulls up and sees Theo's. I was going to say, I really want Theo to show up after them. Okay. Uh, Anna, roll manipulate someone. All right. Nine. I think he's going to go. When I make a move, you'll know it. Wow. Can't wait to see that. <laughs> Get out of the car. Okay. Go in. Buy yourself some ice cream. Mm -hmm. I think he's very, very clearly about to start talking and Theo walks in. Anna, uh, Diego, uh, I'm confused. I needed a ride. <laughs> And Diego, to like kind of like hold his like like up to his shoulder, it was super nice. <laughs> Let me, brought me here. Why do you need me? Good question. And then Anna will turn to Diego and be like, "Can we just have a minute?" I see. Me and your ride will be waiting outside. No, I didn't. I really, I needed a ride. You were the first person that I could think of. I really wanted to see you. Oh, and don't think I don't appreciate that. But he'll go outside. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'm confused. Did you really want me to come or am I interrupting something? No, I have something for you. Because I, I can have, totally I leave. Have something I can, for you. I can, I, I can lie to Diego and tell him that I just I'll happen to come to... This is my favorite ice cream shop. Theo, I would not just invite you to ice cream willy-nilly if I was on a date. Like, come on. But do you want to be on a date? Maybe, but I have some business to do first. Okay, you texted me. What's up? You had asked me to get you something from ears. Oh, yeah. Well, I got something. But I thought you... What? She pulls out the mind trap thing. What is that? I'm told it's a mind trap. Oh. Theo, like, takes it. Thanks. Uh, thanks. Yeah, um, I just, I, you seemed like you really needed it. And if I'm being honest, I could use a favor from you. Oh. Yeah, what's up? So you know how you told me about how I didn't have much time? Yeah. Well, it's not exactly that. It's more that I'm here on something's bidding. It's condition. Something wants me here. Or is holding it over me to get me to do what they want. I haven't told Kira yet. Wait, are you... I know before Kira? I want it to stay that way. Anna, I'll manipulate someone. <laughs> Look, she hasn't told you yet, but Kira just got some pretty shitty news. She does not need this. Um, eight. Remind me how that shit works. That's the one move I'd never understand. Do you mark experience if you do it? If I don't tell Kira? Yes. You promise you'll tell her eventually, right? The idea is to get it fixed before she ever knows. Oh, uh, okay. I'm thinking maybe you could help me there. I can try. Totally, yeah. I mean, you know more about this magic shit than I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
when can you start? I mean, obviously you're... Well, I have to check in with work at some point, but okay. how's Monday sound? Monday's good. Where do you, where should we meet? Let's meet at the, um, let's meet at my, my job. Your job? Okay. Yeah. Where are you, wor- wait, where are you working? Oh, it's, uh, it's just this like magic shop. Oh, which one? The Clockwork Child. It's in Minneapolis. Yeah, no, I know the place. I mean, I'll have to be there anyway. I mean, we can start there, and if we want, if we need to move elsewhere, I can, I can grab some books from my family library, and we'll figure it out. We do, we got this. I've got you. Don't worry. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. But no telling Kira. Yeah, I won't tell Kira. Are you sure you don't want the? No, you said you don't want to. Okay. Well, I'm going to get an ice cream to go because this place actually does have pretty good ice cream. Mm-hmm. I think on her way out, she'll like just wave to Diego like and like wink at him and go. <laughs> <laughs> and I will go back to, to Diego. I think she will actually like lean in the car window like on the other side. I'm really sorry. Sorry, man. Uh, you'll have to book your ride through the app. They got a whole system. Otherwise, we'd be making money hand over fist. Well, I mean, I don't I don't know what you would want me to say here. I really needed a ride. I don't have a lot of friends. I'm messing with you. Get in. Fine. <laughs> so if this were a date, what uh, would we do next? Well, if it were to be a date, I suppose I would have to have ingredients on hand to uh, cook my specialty. Oh yeah, what's that? What is it? (laughs) Can it be tamales? I want it to be tamales. I was just going to say tamales. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I love my boy. (laughs) Tamales like you've never had in your life. I've never had tamales. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, now that makes me want to get you some shitty tamales just so you know exactly how good I am. The bar is very non-existent right now. That's true. I don't mind setting it high. Well, uh, should we go to the grocery store now? Get the food? Or did you have other plans? If this were to be a date, that would be exactly where we would go. I think he's saying part of this as he's sort of driving and then does pull up into a grocery <laughs> store parking lot. I'm just like, and would you look at that? Wow. I quite talk about you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have no idea. Okay. Where do we want to go to next? Would Casey be able to get in contact with Mark? Well, I was going to go to Mark. I think Mark was actually going to call you, Casey. All right. Ring, 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 ring. (laughs) (laughs) Ring, 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 ring. Yeah, Davis. Hello? Hello? Mark? Oh, hey. Did you do the password to security system again? No, uh, actually, it's working fine. Okay. Say, I I was going to go get some furniture today. You You wouldn't happen to be able to... Help me move some stuff, would you? Oh, buddy. 
This is not Maya. This is not Casey. <laughs> when? Um, well, I had it scheduled for pickup today. Um, down at the down at the store, I, I walked down there the other day and found some stuff and thought I'd be able to find a vehicle by then, but I I don't have one. So would would um, would you be able to help? Maybe. Hold on. Let me let me look at my schedule. Hold on. And you'd hear Casey moving like a bunch of papers. <laughs> uh, are you okay? Did you just this a bad just drop something? Is this, this a bad time? No, no. I I mean, kind of. Uh, yours is in disarray, and some we've someone has to pick up the pieces, and everybody is doing different things, and trying to keep track of things and trying and like everyone's accusing everybody of their ears or their problems. You sound pretty busy. Do you want, do you want me to, do you want me to find somebody else? It's, it's totally fine. No, I, I actually, I actually needed to call you. Um, oh. I wanted to ask you for a favor too, but, um, I guess a favor for a favor and I, I could use a break from these four walls. What? Where are you right now? I'm at ears. Oh, okay. I've been here since I brought the director in. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds like fun. Um, what can I help you with? Well, let's let's move this furniture, and then I can tell and I can tell you about it. Okay. Well, sounds good. Um. There, it's going to be ready in about an hour. So if, <laughs> if you just want to swing by my place or whatever, um, we can we can ride together over there. I'll come by and pick you up, and we'll go to IKEA. I assume that's where you got it from. Where would he have gotten it from? What kind of furniture did are you looking for, Mark? I want to say it's things that he found cool. Like it wouldn't be, it wouldn't match the house. Like <laughs> it would be different. Um, What's Mark Clayton's aesthetic? It's his vibe. A bunch of obsidian. <laughs> actually, speaking of that, actually, I'll reveal that in a minute. Um, but I think the, um, I think I went to, to home furniture or something like that. Okay. So there's a wide selection of styles or whatever. So I went in there and uh, found some stuff. Okay. With the money that I accumulated. <laughs> Casey ducks out of the ears and goes and picks up Mark and goes to... Home furniture? Yep. As we're driving, Mark looks out the window. Hey, so <laughs> as I was walking past, well, when I was going to get my furniture the other day, I, I noticed that there was this gem store called uh, Cast of Light. Do you know anything about that place? Johnny's face. What? <laughs> <laughs> Cast of light. Uh, yeah, it's on the it's on the corner right over there. We just passed it. I don't want to say Johnny. Do I know anything about it? Because I know that Johnny doesn't know anything about it. I can make some assumptions. Uh, no, I'm not familiar. Why? Oh, I was just thinking. You know, I've I've had this obsidian stone that I carry with me for a while. I'm wondering if like I could like get an upgrade or something. An upgrade? What? Are you getting married or something? What do you mean? What? <laughs> Oh, just like with this furniture and stuff, like it got me thinking I should probably decorate this place a little bit. So I was thinking I could get like a 
like a, a bigger stone that I don't necessarily have to carry around. It can just be at my house, you know? You know that my I, I can see stuff in my stone, right? Yeah, but so, like, why... I mean, I get that, but, like, why would you want to, like, change it? Like, I feel like that, like... I mean, it's not like a telephone, if I'm understanding your rock. Well, look, if it's out of the way, like, don't don't worry about it. I just... No, I mean, if you want to stop there, yeah, I, I guess, like... If you could, that would be great, but... You sure. Have... Okay, all right. We can swing by. Okay. Well, let's go to let's go to Home Furniture and pick up this stuff first. Okay. Said I'm supposed to meet with this guy named like Paul or something like that outside. He's he's got a. He, he said he'd be around back near the garages. He's got the stuff ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Casey pulls the back side of home furniture. <laughs> I was so confused for a second because I'm like, wait, when? Who's Paul? Did like we talked about this last episode? <laughs> you're just, you're just. I'm just 100 percent waiting. This. Like, I was so proud of John. I was like, oh, John talked to Jody ahead of time. No. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, bro. John, John. Okay. Do you have your receipt, Mark, or like the order? Johnny, do I have it on me? Uh, roll, roll plus sharp. Such a wild card. Nine. You remember very distinctly putting it on your desk so that you wouldn't forget it. But we're already here, so I don't have it with me. Oh yeah, the shoot. You you skipped a step there, bud. Um, wait, are you supposed to have the receipt to pick it up? I mean, sometimes. I mean, depends on how like strict. You have custody of it. Did they did they email you a copy? Like it's not like on your person. Does Mark know about email? You would know about email. When you pull around to the back, there's a dude like <laughs> with leaning against the wall with like long hair and a short sleeve red button down, air drumming pretty hard. Hey, I think that's Paul over there. Yeah, that looks like my stuff. Um, and I think it's like <laughs> Victorian style, like really dark furniture and everything. Oh yeah. Plush and paisley and <laughs> it's got a like a lounge chair with the uh, I forget what style chair that is, but it's got like the the buttons all over it, kind yep. of impressed all the way. Yeah. How much stuff did you order, Mark? Because like if it's more than a couch and a chair, I don't I don't know if it's gonna fit in here. I mean, Cosmo is pretty roomy, but well, maybe I can. Here, let's let's see what we can fit. Because I think I got, uh, I think I got a couch, a chair, a bed. Because I don't have a bed, and like a coffee table. Okay, we can and fit so, two, four of those probably in here. All right. Hey, Paul. Marky Mark. Oh. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Uh, thanks for helping me last time. Um, appreciate the, uh, the help. Casey will get out and like open her back doors, Cosmo. All right, let's let's uh, let's see what we can fit in here. I guess can I roll act under pressure to like try and fit everything into the vehicle? Can I roll help out? Yes. Ten. Yes. Uh, fourteen. <laughs> Advanced move. Advanced move. <laughs> Holy I th- hell! <laughs> I think occasionally, like uh, Paul will kind of like. Move to help in case I just be like, no. And just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't touch up. Cosmo. 
Thanks, Paul. I'd like to think that Casey also figured out, you know, if we actually have some extra bungee cords in Cosmo and we could just like strap the mattress to the roof and we get it all home. That sounds like it would work. Let's try it. Put it on top. It's just a mattress, right? Did you get like a box spring or like a frame or anything? Guy just told me that's what I needed. Um, Wait, so you have a bed but no like frame and stuff? Paul, what the hell? <laughs> I guess I just have the mattress for now. I'll have to figure that out later. Hey man, I just sold what the dude wanted to buy. Mark, I I know a person who can who will help you out. Thanks. I'll give him a card. All right, cool. Let's go to the gem store. If you're still willing. We don't have to go there if you don't want to. No, we can't. It's fine. Okay, cool. Um, I think on our way there. So... By the way, thanks for helping move everything. I appreciate it. Yeah, hey, I mean, thanks for getting me away from the office. It was... It's a lot going on. No problem. Everything going okay there, or is it pretty crazy? Um... Opposite of okay? Obviously, I'm, I'm here to help, so whatever you need. Yeah, I appreciate that, but it's kind of uh, ears business. But if you're willing to help with something, it's a little bit on not ears related. Um, it doesn't have to be now. It shouldn't be now. Remember Nathaniel Rose? I need you to get him for me. Is there anything I should be cautious of? Just, I'm trying to honestly put an end to uh, the Black Rose. And Nathaniel seems to be the head pin. So you want me to grab him and give him to you so you can kill him? No, 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 I'm not going to kill him. I promise, promise that. Are you sure about that? I mean, you're pretty good with your gun. I am, Mark. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. All right. Um, you're not that good. i'm kidding you suck (laughs) i might be able to get some sort of deal with uh jeremy stroud if i get him nathaniel maybe i don't know something but i i just trying to stop the black rose so that they would stop going after tessa okay well once we get back and we get set up and stuff i'll I'll have the space to do it so you want to try tackling it today I'll call you when I'm ready. I think I think need to settle down a little bit at ears before I start another operation. Yeah, I'll give you a call, Mark, when I'm ready. Okay, that's that's fine. Yeah, just whenever. I was just gonna say that Casey pulls up to a cast of light. So, what exactly are you wanting in here? Like another rock? As as Casey says says that Mark is like looking out the window, just like. Just hold on. Uh, that one. Do you, do you see that? The obsidian one back there? It's a, it's an obsidian, um, like, it's just a large piece of obsidian that could be like a table centerpiece kind of thing. Um, do you want to wait here? I'm going to go inside, or do you want to come and take a look? I mean, I don't care. Mark, Mark opens the door and leaves. <laughs> Casey will follow him in. Okay. I've never been here before, so I don't know what to... Uh... Well, that makes two of us, Mark Clayton. <laughs> <laughs> so I think inside it's like exquisitely well lit and like 
all blank white glass and chrome. Sort of in the f- in the far corner, there is a fully glass and mirrored counter with some sort of behind the counter type gems and jewels in it. But elsewhere throughout the store, there are like these long, sparse glass shelves on which sit the larger and more valuable gemstones, geodes, and uh, hunks of mineral. Mark is just like wide-eyed looking around at everything, almost in just awe and just slowly taking a, a walk around, looking at everything and exploring it. Okay, there is a clerk who takes absolutely zero notice of you. She's got like very sharp, crisp white shirt, and she's sitting on a very tall stool behind the counter with, I think, like perfectly autumn tree red hair pulled back into a very tight, elegant bun. So, like, is this for Theo or <laughs> what? Oh, um, no, this is this is for me. This is uh, I I wanted a centerpiece on my coffee table. Okay. Mark internally is like, I just want a bigger obsidian stone because <laughs> I'm attracted to those. Yep. I, I'm assuming the the obsidian stone that I'm looking at is probably on one of those top shelves or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you're looking for like a centerpiece sized polished obsidian stone. Yes. Yeah. There is one that's sitting on a on a shelf all on its own. It's kind of about the size of like a laptop, uh, very polished to a per- perfect shine on the top and bottom, but then all the edges are quite rough. I think Mark is going to like try and get a closer look at this obsidian and see if he has the same connection with it that he does his his personal obsidian stone that he has. Roll plus weird. Ten. It's not the same, but it's like a um, it's like the volume's lower. Like it's like it's how it used to be. If that makes sense. How your old one kind of was at the beginning. Okay. Not not as not as connected, but fresh. Not as in sophisticated. A way. Okay. How much is this one? You haven't been a customer before. I could be very soon. How much is this one? She'll like swing down from the stool and walk over to it. Walk up to the stone, but be watching you the whole time. I like look at myself and look at her like, what? <laughs> An odd choice. 150. I mean, this is a pretty large piece of obsidian. 100, 150? <laughs> it's Mark, just obsidian. Don't talk it up. You should suck it down. <laughs> <laughs> just a, obsidian. Right. Um, Listen, she'll look at Casey and then lean in closer to you and be like, you don't have to buy anything. It won't impress her anyway. <laughs> I get 50 guys like you a week. You come in because it's pretty. And it is pretty. Like walking into a museum to buy a pack of gum. You can just walk out. <laughs> Not think you're going to take this there. Honestly, Casey is kind of looking at the cases a little bit. You're right. Uh, I uh, I was getting this for her, but I think um, do you, like how much more obsidian do you have here? Give me all <laughs> the obsidian you have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
building myself an obsidian tower. Trying to build a cake to the nether. nether. <laughs> More quite. Oh my god! It tracks. <laughs> oh my god! All Do right. you have enough ender pearls? So yeah, I mean, look, I, I know you probably have a lot of this stuff, and like, do you have another one of these of about the same size? Roll manipulate someone. Nine. We do. If I were to get two of them, could we do it at a discount price or something? Roll manipulate someone. <laughs> Buy one, get one half off. <laughs> Thirteen. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> she really doesn't like obsidian. <laughs> if you... <laughs> if you would take both of the obsidian slabs I have off my hands, I'd give them to you for 200 I think Mark has like like throws up a little like in his mouth or in his like throat. He's just like, oh, okay, um, sure, I'll 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 take them off your hands. Do good deals make you puke? Mark? <laughs> <laughs> uh, excitement. Um, when she says slabs, are we talking like countertop slabs <laughs> or like? No, they're like about the size of a like a laptop or an iPad, but like. An inch and a half or two inches thick. Okay. Okay. Good. So I think Mark uh, Mark pulls out his uh, his wallet, pulls out two hundred dollars, and here you go. <laughs> Pays in cash. Mark Mark is old school. Mm-hmm. I guess he is. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for your help. I, I appreciate it. It's been something of a pleasure doing business with you, Mister. Uh. My name's Mark. Well, best of luck with the stone, Mark. Thanks. I got it. Let's go. <laughs> like buying a pack of gum from a museum. I've got a quick question. What the fuck? Wait, wait. Are you saying that to me? Wait a minute. Yeah. I think I think Mark has both uh, obsidian pieces in his arms, like out the door, ready to go. What? <laughs> you can put it in the car. It's fine. Um, Are there any stones that are set in jewelry oh sure behind the counter okay is there any dark amethyst oh sure oh sure <laughs> you betcha we got everything at cast of light there's a really well polished ring set in gold and there's kind of a rougher looking but bigger uh jewel that's set into a necklace but both of them are amethyst yeah okay did you find something yeah. What'd you find? Casey will point to the ring and the necklace. Mark roll plus sharp. Uh, I rolled four. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like cross-eyed from looking at so much obsidian. <laughs> You're pretty sure she's pointing at a um a a diamond ring. <laughs> like a diamond engagement ring. Um why are you looking at that? Answer the question, Casey. <laughs> what do you mean? I was looking to maybe get something. It's for Tessa. You're you're gonna get that? I mean, it was either between the ring or the necklace. You're pretty sure necklaces don't work for proposals, Mark. See now I'm confused. <laughs> um <laughs> Do you do you need help paying for that? What what do you mean? Like the necklace is not that expensive. Excuse me. How much is this necklace? 
Uh, the necklace is 75. Yeah, Mark, this is just oh. not a big deal. Okay. Yeah, if I could get this necklace, please. You can have the necklace. Well, I'm ready. This was an interesting detour. <laughs> I'm glad you found something, too. Yeah. Mark turns. Mark just spins around, starts walking towards the car with his two pieces of obsidian. Anywhere else that you wanted to stop, Mark? No, I think I think that's it. Mark just hops into the car and turns on the air conditioning. Casey will uh, take Mark home and help him unload all the furniture. While you're unloading, Mark, your phone rings. Hello? Oh, hi, Mark. It's Mom. Oh, hey, hey, Mom. How's it going? Good, good. Are you... How are you? After, well, everything. Uh, I'm... I'm I'm doing okay. Um, still got the sweater and uh, just got some uh, new furniture for the house. Okay, look at you. Yeah, yeah this is my first time uh, shopping for uh, for myself like that. So um, making strides. <coughs> well, just wanted to make sure you were settling in okay and see if there's anything you needed. How about how about you? How are you doing? around the house and fixing back up the wards and all that. Okay. Do you, uh, do you need any help with anything later? Oh, no, I think we can, we can handle everything. What? Oh, oh, hang on. Someone wants to say hello. Mark. Hello. Fuck you. (laughs) Who's, hey, who's this? Come on now, Mark. This is RJ. We ought to be friends. Oh, RJ, how's it going? Casey looks up. I think Mark looks at Casey too, like, what? <laughs> how's it, uh, how's it going? Are you talking to RJ Rex? <laughs> <laughs> For the listener, I just shook my hand, like, calm the fuck In a down. shut up gesture. <laughs> Casey's shooting daggers at you. Put it on speakerphone. How, how's it going? Speakerphone. <laughs> Do you, you put it on speakerphone? I think I just like swing closer to Casey so she can hear. I don't want to change the perspective of the sound or whatever. You don't want him to know that he's on speaker? I don't want, yeah, exactly. Okay. I feel like Casey says like, you smell good. <laughs> <laughs> I think Mark just like completely bypasses the fact girlfriend. that he's talking. <laughs> he's talking to RJ and looks over at her like, what? Mark roll act under pressure. <laughs> Sure. You explicitly said last time to Theo the Mark smelled good or something. Thirteen. Damn. Okay, so you do not involuntarily go what? <laughs> at, the, at Casey's saying that. So you can hear he's sort of uh, he's talking like oh you know like making repairs and you can hear him kind of the the sound on his end keeps kind of changing and then suddenly all the background noise. Uh, is cut off and you can hear a door closing. Listen, I just um, I just wanted to make sure that you and I had an understanding. An understanding about what? It's just I got the I got the sense from some of your friends that they don't like me too much. Well, I wouldn't necessarily say that. What makes you think that? Come now, Mark. You've been a human for a long time. I have been, and I intend to stay that way. It's just, as 
as much as I've got business, you see, and as much as I'd hate to see my business interrupted, I'd hate for anything to happen to those friends of yours. All right, so we're going to cut to the chase. Are we now? If you lay a hand on any of my friends, we will end you. Yes, we will. Just, 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 just hold on, Casey. Miss Davis, congratulations. But more to the point, Mark, I wouldn't recommend making that kind of move against me. Is that a threat? A warning. I have certain fail-safes in place. I believe you're familiar with my condition? I am. We are. Do you really think someone in my position would allow himself to just slip away? What's left of me has a place to hide out once my body is gone. You don't want to find out where that is, Mark Clayton. Well, we'll see what happens then. Click. All right. Jeremy told me that uh, Nathaniel Rose is playing Rex. Nathaniel had promised Rex a soul, but Nathaniel is just taking Rex's money. So, well, that's good news. Anyway, well, that went well. <laughs> I mean, color me impressed. You handled that really well. It's just another monster we have to fight. Yeah. Um, Casey, I think glances at her like watch, sees that she has a bajillion notifications. Um, I'm really sorry, like, to just leave you with all this furniture. But I, I gotta get back to the office. Camera pans over to Mark. He's just standing in the middle of the room with all this furniture just like all over the place. Like what? I think you're standing on your front yard with no, all this furniture Casey all over the place. No, would have helped him bring it in. Like I imagine this call was like in the midst of it. Hey, I, I've got a lot on my plate, but if you need anything, if you need me to like check out like your mom, like check it on her or keep eyes on Rex. Like, I mean, he's on my list, but you just let me know. Okay. All right. I'll let you know. Thanks again for your help today. Really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, as, as bold as Rex Crook is, I think that, uh, I think that we'll be okay. So I wouldn't worry too much about him. Well, I'll see you around, Mark. I'll I'll reach out when I want to get the the Daniel Rose stuff moving. Yeah, let me know, and uh, and I'll, I'll I'll drive on over, and we can either do it here or we could do it there, wherever you want to. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Uh, hey, enjoy your new furniture. Hopefully, you're gonna have Theo over to show it off. Casey gives him a little some punches on his like shoulder. Thanks. Um, Don't go to Paul anymore. He seems like a piece of shit. I mean, he was very persuasive, but... Yeah, no, don't. Please don't. Mark, your phone dings. <laughs> I look down at it. Marky Mark, you're never going to believe this, bro. You did buy a bed frame. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Got it right here for you whenever you're ready, bro. <laughs> and then, like, two dashes like it's a signature, but it's just the peace sign emoji. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait. Sorry, he was saying I actually did purchase a bed frame. Yeah, and you forgot to load it up, dude. 
Brain fart. I get it. Been there a million times. Happens every day. Uh, I say cool and two put two exclamation points. But my 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 last character accidentally turns into an eggplant, and I send it. <laughs> oh boy! Cool. Listeners, welcome to the intermission of season two, the epilogue. In two weeks, on February 28th, we will be discussing the latest arc and the whole of season two in a new Covering the Story episode. Boop, boop, boop. And this time, we wanted to hear from you guys. We want to hear what questions you have. You, the listeners. Yeah. You can submit your questions by DMing us on social media. Uh, you can email us at monstersplaybook at gmail.com or by posting your questions in our Discord server. Please submit your questions by midnight at Central Time on February 21st, and we will do our best to answer as many listeners' questions as we can. And then following that episode... We'll be back with season three of The Cover Story. Holy shit. (laughs) That doesn't seem real. (laughs) That's weird. It's very weird. We also recorded it over a year and a half ago, but it still doesn't seem real. (laughs) It'll be fun to revisit it for us, (laughs) for you guys to listen. Uh, A couple of reminders. As always, if you guys would like to support the show, there are a couple of things that you guys can do. Um, You can leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your preferred listening platform is. A really great place that you guys can go to is Podchaser. There is a website that you can just go to and leave reviews there if your platform that you use does not have uh, reviews. And always, uh, word of mouth is huge for getting podcasts like ours noticed, so make sure to tell your friends about us, because we love friends! We love new friends. If you guys would like to connect with us, you can follow us on our various social media accounts. We are on Twitter at Monster Playbook, and we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at Monsters Playbook. If you would like to connect with us more directly, our Discord server is a wonderful place to be. We have uh, lots of great conversations with our listeners. We love interacting with them, talking about the latest episode, you know, talking about different fan theories, sharing some art, all, all sorts of things. So if you guys want to come and dish about the show, that is the place to go. And if you guys would like to support us uh, monetarily uh, we do have our merch store as well as our Kofi page if you guys want to donate any money there we appreciate everything that we get and any funds that we receive will go towards uh, quality of life improvements for the show new equipment and things like that links to all of those things and more can be found in our direct me profile which is in this episode's show notes and this week we have a promo for goblet and gaze it is a queer pathfinder 2e podcast with four seasons already under their belt. That's insane. Their flagship campaign is Blood of Kings and releases episodes every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern. Their cast consists of heroes that started from humble beginnings and are now trying to find the final keys to open the Feywilds and save magic. Goblets and Gaze have many campaign episodes as well as one-shots that you can binge. Let's take a listen to them. What does a barbarian war criminal, an undead cultist, a pyromaniac goblin, a hot topic reject, and a bard whose family is very, very cursed, all have in common. 
Well, that's very simple. They're all our main cast. We are Goblets and Gaze, a mostly Pathfinder 2e podcast set in a homebrew world. If Pathfinder isn't your thing, we have all sorts of other awesome games for you to enjoy. Join us every Wednesday for episodes of our main campaign, Blood of Kings, as these chaotic gays attempt to locate some missing royalty. Don't forget to follow us on all social media channels at Goblets and Gaze to stay up to date with our amazing projects. And remember to eat your vegetables. You can find out more about Goblet and Gaze and where to follow them on their link tree in this episode's show notes. But now, let's get back to the afterword of season two. I'm not ready. So Casey. Yes. You took a quite interesting advanced improvement with your last level up. Yes, I did. In that you are going to, quote, retire this character to safety. Yes. uh, With the most recent level up for Casey, uh, I have decided that I'm going to retire her to safety. Okay. So what that will mean is that this will be the last session that we spend with Casey. So we'll spend this time wrapping up this mystery and then also find some way to give that character a proper send-off, but we'll have to cross that bridge when we come to it. So in the meantime, Casey, Mm -hmm. what would you like to do first? I don't know if you want to give, because I mean, I know you told me a little bit, but maybe for our listeners to like, let them know like the state of what ears is. I know we've kind of been dancing around that like, we kind of all know that's in like insanity right now and stuff, but depending on where we want to pick up on the timeline. Um, I'm thinking that like after Casey has helped Mark, Casey would probably shoot a text message to Tessa and ask her dinner tomorrow night. I'm cooking winky kissy face. (laughs) Roman manipulate someone. Oh, fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Oh boy. Um, that's going to be a 15 motherfucker. Double sixes. I think she responds, I'm hungry already. And then puts that horrible horny jail face that you use in the Discord emoji. I mean, that doesn't come with sweaty, standards. Sweating but. with tongue out emoji. Okay. Yeah, and then I think Casey's just gonna head back to ears. Okay. And I Think, interrogate the director with Jesse and Kira. Okay. If you want to set the scene about what the fuck is going on with ears, because they're all dying to know. So what's going on with ears is that there's basically like, I mean, obviously there's something of a power vacuum, like the exposure of the director as having been one, possessed, and two, in charge of the only theorized or potentially open secret subgroup within ears has really thrown everything pretty bonkers. So the re- the people who are around who are kind of ranking author and above say are trying to clean house. People they're finding people who are confirmed or suspected of being part of the drum and they're getting rid of them. People who are the drum are trying to delete any and all in uh, evidence that they possibly can. So people are shredding stuff. People are 
trying to surreptitiously magnetize their hard drives, and people are being arrested. I don't, yeah, I don't even really know where to start. I mean, I feel like it's just like comes back to work and just like looks around. Do I see the author anywhere? Roll read about situation. Ten. Yeah, you see her running into the stairwell with a uh, arm full of hard drives. I'm gonna run after her. Okay. Um, I'm with you. Two or it's a good question. Uh, no, that's fine. I kind of want to do this for myself. Okay, uh, like at least the interrogation of me, Kira, and Lauren's mind. <laughs> I think he's gonna like slam open like the door behind the author. What are you doing? Roll act under pressure. I'm gonna add two to this. Oh boy, 10. What the hell do you think you're doing? So, you do stop her. Same thing I always do, what I have to. For ears or for the drum? Don't lie to me. Torres told us everything. For me. I thought you were one of the good guys. I was. I am. No, you're not. You were working for the drum. I was working for humanity. I was doing... How can you... How can you have seen what's happening out there? And what, you want to make some treaty you want to you want to negotiate what's the plan i want to be better we are better are you telling me that you're just gonna throw your life away right now quite the opposite (laughs) i will hunt you down oh i have no doubt that you could find me wherever i run can't you see what you did what you're doing casey gestures to the hard drives is insane it's not right. You're you're telling me that you're fine with hurting and killing people who can't defend themselves? Who are not the monsters? But they are monsters. Sure, some of them, but not all of them. Lisa. That surprises her. Don't do this. Roll manipulate someone. 12, advance move. <laughs> Whoa! You're scared, right? I'm scared. I just found out that the organization that I worked for were the people that I was fighting against. But they're killing people who I consider my friends, allies. I'm asking you, don't do this. Then what am I supposed to do? You had your organization pulled out from under you. So did I. So let's rebuild a new one together. A better one. Listen, when I joined EARS, I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to help people, protect people from monsters. But if I'm telling the truth, that was a lie. And I'd been telling myself that for years. I was afraid. I was angry. I was hurt because a monster had hurt me and took away someone that I loved and I lost forever. I was afraid and I thought that if putting a bullet in each and every one of those monsters I came across, I'd begin to feel better, feel less afraid. That's not what happened. Every monster that I put down couldn't feel the hole that was hurting and afraid in my heart. And you know what I realized? I was getting closer to becoming one of those bad guys. And 
it took a monster to open my eyes and to see that even an everyday normal human can be a monster. It's hard. Some days are easier than others, but we can't let fear and bloodlust drive us. We can't let fear and bloodlust drive what our organization does. I think you can relate to this, but when I joined EARS, I was a hurting young girl. And now I see that EARS is hurting, that many of our agents are hurting. There are people and things and places that are being threatened and killed by supernatural monsters and normal humans. Like hell am I going to stand by and let that happen? I want EARS, I want whatever organization EARS becomes to be an organization that helps. But we've got to start over and it's going to suck. But we've got to do it. I've seen the passion in the work that you do, what drives you, that drives all of these agents, the agents on my team, my brother, even the new ones. But don't misunderstand that drive with fear. I want to make a difference just as you do. I want to protect those who can't protect themselves. And I want this organization to be that difference, but not an organization that eradicates those that are different from us without understanding who they are. The drum's not going to control this organization ever again. Anyone who thinks differently is going to meet the end of my shotgun. So that's what it's going to be then? Some kind of anti-drum agency with room for monsters? It's not going to be an anti-drum. It's not going to be an ears. It's going to be something new, something different, something that builds bridges, opens doors. Please tell me you join me. Something with room for monsters? I don't see any other way. And you think there's room for me? I'm willing to give you another opportunity. Okay. I'm going to need somebody from data and investigations to go through these hard drives with me because honestly, the director's organization was a mess. The databases on this are out of control, but the information can do a lot of good. Who do you know that can do this? Never mind. I'll find them myself. She's ready to go to work. Okay. I think like as she leaves, I feel like Casey like is kind of like that fucking worked. And then she'll stop the door before it closes behind her and be like, Oh, and I have some names, people you're going to want to bring on board and some people you're not going to want to bring on board. And hey, I really underestimated you. I know. Of course you do. Shut. What's the next thing you want to do? Um, I guess the only other thing would be talk to the director. Excuse me. Not the director. Yeah, there's two people you could mean by that. Evelyn. E. Garrett Goldman. Mr. Goldman. Who I somehow either didn't know or forgot that that makes his initials egg. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's great. That's amazing. Which, just imagining him in his definitely English prep school, everybody being like, Oi, how's it going, Eggy? I think you'll find it's Garrett. <laughs> Yeah, I think if I could, uh, I want 
Casey to walk up on like Jesse and Kira outside of the interrogation room. And Casey just looks a little like kind of stunned and like in her, like kind of elsewhere when she walks up. Um, I think Kira would say to her, everything okay? Yeah. Uh, actually great. Um, she's lying. What am I lying about Johnny? No, that's Jesse. Oh, I see. Jesse thinks you're lying. No, things, I mean, think, no. I mean, yeah, things are bad, but, like, the author just admitted that she un- underestimated me. <laughs> also, like, I turned her to our side. Like, I don't know. It was, it was, it was cool. Uh, How many bones did you have to break to do that? None. I just gave an inspirational speech. Hey, stop it with that face, Jesse. Come on. I can be inspirational when I want to be. I want to hear it. I mean, I can't like recite it like word for word. <laughs> I just like said some stuff that like when I came to ears, like I was hurting and afraid and thought that like I should kill everything that I saw and that everything would like get better. But I, a monster friend of mine like showed me like that it's different and it's not like that. And that I want to like rebuild ears and make it better. Some, a place that like opens doors and builds bridges and like stuff. It sounds pretty complete, even though you're just, <laughs> just going out. I mean, like if, if you really want to hear the whole thing, I mean, I guess like I could like, nah, I'm just giving you shit some other time. I mean, we're like, we're okay. <clears throat> we're supposed to like, you know, go and do this, like interrogate the director. Be all. Yeah. <clears throat> Are you up for this? Kira? I mean, I'm up for it. I'm just not feeling particularly um, inspired. Really, Jesse? Do you want to feel inspired right now? You know what? Maybe I do. You know what? All right. <laughs> Casey, like, rolls up her sleeves on her, like, blazer, stands a little bit taller. You know, usually it's supposed to be the big brother that gives, like, the pep talk, not, like, the little sister. But, you know what? I'll, I'll, uh, I'll spot you here, big brother. That's agent big brother, please. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay, inspirational, inspirational. Apologies off the bat. Not a good start. You are not helping. Not trying to help. You got this. I know she does. We need to go in there and find out information, everything that we can on the drum because this guy really pulled a fast one on us. I feel like Casey looks at Kira just like... For a man obsessed with humanity, he has precious little of it left. This is our organization. Ours. And this stuff happened right under our noses. We have wrongs that need to be righted. So, Agent Ashwood, Agent Big Brother, are you prepared to interrogate our number one criminal? Ye Garrett Goldman. Prepared and inspired. Agent Davis. I fucking hate you, Jesse. He'll turn to you, Kira, very businesslike, and be like, Agent Dashwood. Ready as I'll ever be. We'll back your play, Chief. So Casey will head and open the door. Okay. So the first thing that you notice about what's going on with the director is that he's 
restrained in odd ways by enormous machinery. There's huge metal arms that have that reach down from the ceiling and clamp around his neck, holding him in something of a forward-leaning, nearly stressed position. His hands are his arms are pulled basically straight back behind him, and his hands are encased in like metal sockets that are also connected to the the floor in the corner behind him. There's some kind of thick wires that are attached at various spots along his spine that run down into a cable snake that leads into the wall. The second thing you notice as you get a bit closer to him and can see the lights pointing at him is he looks like shit, like pale, dark circles under his eyes. Looks like he hasn't slept in weeks. It maybe looked like since the last time you saw him, it maybe looks like some of his hair has fallen out. Is there a table? Of course there's a table. Is there a water cooler or a jug with water and cups? There can be. Okay. I want Casey to go over and pour water into a cup and hold it up to his lips for him to drink. He'll look up at you suspiciously. I don't think he'll say anything. Casey will hold the cup there for a minute or two, and if he doesn't drink, she'll then take it away. I'm not accustomed to such mortality. I'm coming to enjoy it. The need. What is it you think you want, girl? Careful. The only reason that you're still breathing is because of how much respect I have for this girl. He'll look at you. I don't think that's true. I don't think you have that kind of pull, even with her, and I don't think she has that kind of pull with anybody. I don't think I'm alive because of a decision that was made by anyone. I think you need me. Casey will set down, like, the cup onto the table, but not, like, loudly or anything, but I think at a moment where it's, like, the only sound in the room. Mm -hmm. She'll turn around. Arms behind your back. There are a lot of people who want you dead, but there's also a lot of people who want you alive on both sides of the fence. You said that you would cooperate. I take it you're on the less stabby side of the fence. I'm on the more understanding to a point. We'll see. Tell me what you understand then. Oh, shit, I should be doing an accent. What the fuck am I doing? Did he have an accent before? Not as John Grawl, but he hasn't spoken much as Garrett Goldman, and I am imagining him as a bit mid-Atlantic. When did you become the director? I've always been the director. 1981. When did you become Mr. Green? 1987. When did Nathaniel Rose put John Grawl into you? Within the year. He's a pig, you know. Ambitious and knowledgeable, but a pig nonetheless. Who? He spits the name John Grawl. Why did you go along with it? What makes you think I did? What makes you think I had a choice? <laughs> Kira laughs. Some god you are. Nathaniel Rose forced a spirit into you. The man who was preparing for a war... That's the advantage of, of the traitor. Generals don't see them coming. Your Nathaniel Rose had ambitions 
beyond the defense of humanity. How did he do it? How did he get John Grawl into you? Trickery. Money. Caught me at a low point. You know how thin we were spread after all the hallway incidents. He offered money. Soldiers. His order. Pledged to our cause. (laughs) And you believed him. That he would just offer that to you? No strings attached? I expected strings. I can pull them. You just didn't think you'd be on the other end? Does it amuse you to kick a man? To see him down? I should ask you the same question. Where did you get off asking me that question? You're her. Oscar's little pet. Watch yourself. What, are you going to tie me up? Did it work? How many of you are there? Don't answer him, Kira. Kira? You've taken a new name. Given or invented? Claimed. You see, you don't have control over every aspect of my life. Maybe not yours. Who was... Max, Michael... How's the old man? Clary? Or who are you talking about? Uh, uh, your housing, your... Oh. Your place family. My dad. Host family. Wasn't very hospitable. Of course not. Wouldn't have worked if it had been. Which means it did work. She's in there. Isn't she? Agent uh, Davis, you, you must understand that <laughs> this was something that was foundational. This organization has been at the forefront of the the defense of this realm and of humanity since Operation Tourniquet, and this is the future. I don't know what you're going to do with me, but the world depends on what you do with her. I don't think so. What do you think? I think Casey's going to look over at Kira. She's going to do whatever she wants to do. Where's Oscar Hendrickson? I honestly, I lost track of the old coot well, well before I lost control of my body. Is that is is that the truth? It's not all the truth. I think Casey's gonna want closer. That doesn't sound like the whole truth. What does it sound like? Sounds like you might know where Oscar is. You have lots of strings out there. And the penny drops. My influence. My connections. My plans. That's what you're after. You're wrong. I'm not after your plans. I'm after a peaceful humanity. Then you should be after my plans. Your plans involved a massacre of beings. A war. Supposed war. You harmed people. I saved thousands. At what cost? And how many did you kill? A fraction of who will die in the wars to come. You need my plans, girl. The world needs them. There must always be a director. It's a good thing that you're retiring. His face 
scrunches into a mask of impotent rage. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that not part of your plan? You'll doom us all. I was as gods. I I was a being of pure and perfect control. You don't... I don't... And look at you now. Thinking that you have all of the strings. But it looks like to me, Casey's gonna glance or gesture to like all of the things that you're tied up and you're gonna stay tied up until, I don't know. Let me know if you get thirsty, Garrett. And Casey's gonna turn away, drop the cup into the trash can. Ice cold. (laughs) I'm trying like my best not to like punch him in the throat. (laughs) Casey's gonna stop at Kira and very quietly so that he, Garrett Goldsman, doesn't hear. Egg. We could find it's Garrett. <laughs> I don't think we should say anything else, but I know you have lots of questions. Yeah. And he's kind of on the edge right now. We can always come back, but... It's okay, on the edge is right where I want him. And Casey's gonna put, like, a hand on, like, your shoulder. Don't hurt him. I won't. And Casey's gonna, like, step behind Kira and, like, lean against the wall. I presume against next to Jesse. Who's going to say, you sure about this? I can't. If I say no, she may not forgive me. Forgiveness may not be a luxury you're gonna have in the future. Can I read a bad situation? Sure. Subtract two. <laughs> Fuck you. <sighs> I like that move. <laughs> it's a good thing it's going away. Oh, you'll be back. Um, you know what? Oh boy. Are you gonna do what I think you're gonna do? <laughs> I wanna burn a luck point. Uh-huh. That's what I was waiting I for. A nine, but I wanna roll I wanna use a luck point. Okay. I wanna ask questions. I get three questions. Mm-hmm. What I want to know is if we keep talking to Egg. Like, Why did I do that? Is that a bad idea or should we leave now? Would it be a better play to leave now rather than continue talking? I mean, that was a hell of an exit line, first of all. But depends on what you mean by better play. He doesn't. He can't hurt you here i'm more so like i guess thinking about like if we have the upper hand or the advantage would we lose the advantage if we continue talking likely he's smart and the more kind of questions that you ask the more he's going to put together what you're after and what you're what you're really after what your actual plan is i have a question that i want to ask lauren Mm-hmm. That's one of my questions. I guess, bottom line, would Kira be mad at Casey if Casey made her leave now? Mad is probably not the right word. And why is that? Because this hits so close to home for Kira. She'd be... Like, I can't think of a word strong enough. Like, she needs this. She needs answers. 
And a little bit, I think she needs somewhere to direct her anger. Third question. What's the best way to protect the organization? From what? From the director. From from E. Garrett Goldman. It's like he said that he has strings everywhere. The devil on your shoulder can always whisper in your ear. If you wish to be safe from him, you'll have to be free from him. I feel like Casey's going to look at Jesse and look at Kira. I think she's going to whisper just like, shit. I think we're done here. Casey, roll manipulate someone. Eleven. Kira, if you leave right now, you'll mark experience and get a plus one on your next roll. I just have a couple questions. It's it's going to have to wait. To when, Casey? When 2024 rolls around? That might be too late. It's going to have to wait, Agent. I think Kira looks at you like you just slapped her in the face. No need to pull rank. I quit. Kira will storm out. Kira. I think Jesse will put a hand on your shoulder. Heavy hangs the head. Casey will leave. <laughs> Jesse will walk out with you and after a couple of steps. It was the right call. She'll get it. You think so? For her, it's still personal. That's what makes it dangerous. Exactly. Granted, it might never stop being personal. It is her whole life. I mean, it's personal for me, too. She's my best friend. I want to... I mean, the first thing I wanted to do was kill this guy, but... He might have answers. Forgiveness is a luxury. And we got a job to do. Can you see that somebody we trust, like... Actually, find Gia, put her on this door. Yeah, but um, speaking of people we trust, there's um, some of us got to talk. What do you mean? Casey, this agency's been cut in half. Our head's been cut off. We need a plan. A big, all of us plan. I've, uh, he checks his watch. I've got some of the Anthem guys and... Some ranking people, people I trust. I know you don't like them, but we need to have a meeting. We need to decide what's happening. Gotta tell you, you gave me a mini heart attack just now because I thought that you're about to tell me that you're with the drum. And whew. Jesus case. I don't know, like Anybody could be swayed by anything. I mean, fucking director. I'm sorry. Okay. Can you blame me? How much stuff has been thrown at us? You really think your fucking Magus boyfriend would still be walking around out there if I was in drum? What? Um. That. What? Who? Is he not? The guy. The mage. You're going to need to be more specific. Nate. Nurks. Nick? Yes. Someone like that gets close to my sister. If I'm a monster killer, I'm killing him. But I didn't. Yeah, because you and Nick had 
worked like years ago at the museum and stuff. And if I was in the drum, I wouldn't have given a shit about that. Okay. Thanks for the vote of confidence, but... Jesse. No. You didn't question me at all. Not nope. once. Not even a hint. Of course not. I'm sorry. Well, we should get to this meeting, and honestly, trust is something you might not be able to afford anymore either. Yeah. Do I look okay? Like, I haven't really showered. Well, you said this is with a bunch of high-ranking officers. You're like a higher ranking than I am. It's not the prom, Casey. Yeah, never mind. It's... Splash some water in your face, pull your hair back, meet me in conference room F. Okay. I'm sorry. I get it. Of note, conference room F is the biggest conference room that also has no windows. Okay. Uh, when Casey goes to the bathroom, she's going to pull out her phone. She's going to text Kira. I'm sorry. Please don't be mad at me. I'm going to get you your answers. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't think she responds. Casey will splash some water on her face. For what it's worth, I think <laughs> Kira hears a judgy voice in her mind. Oh, because your hurt is so much more important than hers. Who is that? Ember again? It's McCleary. McCleary. Fuck you, McCleary. Kira in her head says to McCleary, really, you want to do this right now? I can do it all day. Can we look at maybe not doing that in the future? Old habits, I guess. Thought we were maybe working towards trust. Call it a work in progress. Trust is a two-way street. I know. Why do you think I asked you if I could use my shadow powers to create an arm? I was trying to show you respect. It's not a scorecard, kid. No, it was an act of good faith. Where's that faith about now? Trying to find it. I'll see if I can find it anywhere in here. Casey. I'll head to conference room. Inside this conference room is... I have to imagine it doesn't look like you expected it. It's not like some kind of tribunal. It's not a bunch of really well-dressed executives. It's not a bunch of old fancy people who are here to decide, who are here to like vote on a law. It's an overcrowded conference room full of people who look like they've been and likely have been working or fighting or running for the last hours, days, messy hair, the men have five o'clock shadows, rumpled shirts. There's just a din of conversation and arguing. And they're all just, I think when you open the door, they all stop and look at you for a moment as though maybe this is the person who will answer all of our questions. And then after a second, the din resumes. It's dozens of people here. Some of them are dressed like investigators with the distinctive suits. Some of them are dressed like security with the sort of more workmanlike jumpsuits. Some of them appear to be dressed like, I don't know, maybe undercover cops or something. Like, there's at least two that are dressed like 
shock troopers with their helmets and gloves off. It's all kinds of folks in here. Do I see Jesse? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go stand by him. Sure. What are you doing? Talk to them. What? I'm supposed to talk to them? Well, no. Technically, nothing's supposed to happen right now, but... What am I supposed to say? An inspirational speech? That went great earlier. These people don't need to be dis- inspired. They need someone who will decide. What they need is direction. Uh, okay. What? I'm a soldier. Hell if I'm going to talk to anybody. I barely even like talking to you. I'm going to let that one slide since I put my foot in my mouth earlier. I'll elbow you in the shoulder. <sighs> okay. Well, I guess Casey will clear her throat. <clears throat> it's not going to do much to break through the din. <whistles> the din subsides somewhat. Uh, thank you, everyone, for assembling. And I think about half of the people are like, oh, so, sh- so she's who we were waiting for. Okay. Some of you may know me, and some of you may not. I'm guessing that a lot of you don't know me. I'm Agent Casey Davis. Some of you might know me as Darkside Davis, but that's beside the point. Um, I guess not to toot my own horn, but I was the one who brought in E. Garrett Goldman. (laughs) Just Jesse? Yes. But I'm assuming, as I'm looking around the room, that a lot of you are high ranking. And the chaos out there, you all know that the drum had infiltrated ears. And we need to work on eradicating them from our agency. Whether that be arresting them or giving some of them a second opportunity. The drum was birthed from ears, someone in the back corner says. You can't dig them out with di- without digging out the very heart of the organization. This thing needs to be burned to the ground. That's, that's what I'm thinking, uh, except less burning and more take apart and rebuild. Restructure. Remodel. Kind of. I mean, I'm guessing that each of you joined ears for a reason. Some nods. The reason you join might have been to protect or to research the supernatural because you thought it was interesting. Cooler guns. A little scattered laughter. (laughs) Yeah. And others because you didn't have anywhere else to go, but you wanted to do something good. That's kind of what ears is to me. I wanted it to be an organization that protects those who couldn't protect themselves. And in order to do that, we kind of got to get rid of ears completely. Start over. I propose we dismantle ears and start a new organization that works with others. That works with everybody, whether they are normal, like myself, or they're supernatural, like some of the friends I know. And I also recommend that we try to repair some of the burn bridges we have with the other organizations, or maybe form bridges with those that have yet to be formed. That sounds ambitious as hell. It's the author. 
And she'll look around the room. That's the kind of plan that would take every single one of us. And then some. Recruiting? Yeah, that seems like a decent place to start. So if it's not ears, what the hell are we? Casey is going to look back at Jesse and then look back at everybody else. How are we feeling about doors? Doors? Like that organization from under? Kind of, but better. What I was thinking is that we could stand for a dedicated otherworldly organization responding to the supernatural. We could totally workshop this idea. It's just a rough name that I came up with and I'm totally open to suggestions. But I thought that because Agent Carson had done good in Under and rebuilt that organization, why not use that as inspiration? I think... Honestly, I do think it would be Jesse. Jesse would step forward and be like, new future, new name, new direction. All in favor? Not everybody, but enough. Almost everybody raises their hand. So enough people raise their hand and they go, all right, doors it is. And then everybody looks at you and does applaud. And then amidst the applause, I think Jesse's going to lean in and be like, you're going to have somebody else take a look at the what it stands for, right? <sighs> we'll workshop it. <laughs> Wink. Casey, there was a certain <clears throat> dinner date you had wanted to have. Yes. So we'll join you at Casey's house where there's a rough knock at the door from a fist that isn't used to being invited anywhere. Okay. Um... Casey's definitely going to go to the front door and uh, with a glass of wine in hand, there is a black apron wrapped around her waist and her hair is pulled back into, uh, I'd say, a high ponytail. Roll, act under pressure and add whatever you like. Uh, definitely adding three. Uh, that is an 11. Uh, can I tell you what she's wearing? I think you're going to. Uh, Casey is wearing black skinny jeans uh, that have that like leathery, shiny look to them. She's wearing a red velvet long sleeve blouse with like a plunging V neck neckline. The sleeves are like long and loose and they end in like a cuff that's very trendy right now. Uh, she's actually put time into makeup more than like just mascara, which is her usual. And she actually made the effort of like putting like curls and waves into her hair. Well, damn girl. On the other side of the door, you look like that and you find Tessa herself wearing a light summery blue and yellow dress cut short over a pair of jeans. Uh, the white short sleeves of her t-shirt sticking out under thin straps. She's still wearing like durable combat boots, mm -hmm. probably because these are the only shoes she owns. But her hair does appear to be brushed and pulled entirely to one side in a loose and short braid. And her eyes go wide at the sight of you. She has a bottle of wine also. She says, good evening, Lady Lothario. And she thrusts the wine at you like she's presenting you with an award. I come bearing gifts of middle shelf wine. <laughs> what? Um, Casey's gonna take that bottle of wine and... Instead, hand Tessa the glass of wine that she's holding. You didn't have to do this, but I really appreciate it. And we'll kiss Tessa on the cheek. You just needed to show up, really. A little bit of a flush will appear in her cheeks. If I didn't know better, Miss Davis, she winks. 
I'm going to give her a look, but I'll step aside and let her in. She'll walk in and looking around and be like, is it really just, it really is just this clean all the time, huh? What? My house? Coming home to a clean house after a stressful day at work keeps me more sane. She shrugs, takes a sip of wine. Then she she looks at her glass as if it's just told her like an amazing secret. Holy shit, this is what wine is supposed to taste like? Casey just like laughs and picks up her half-finished Manhattan and takes a sip of it. I need to hang out in the middle shelves more often. She'll head into the kitchen and take a big whiff of whatever you're cooking. I'm not sure you're going to be able to find that on the middle shelf, hun. Um, there is definitely a cheese platter in the kitchen. Um, and I would say it just smells like really warm and cozy. The oven is still on. Um, but like, it smells of like potatoes and spices. Just, yeah. I'm going to skip ahead to plating the meal, <laughs> which Tessa will immediately offer to help with. Uh, Casey would ha- 100%, by the way, tell Tessa that she looks very nice and that she loves the braid in her hair. It's very cute. What's the best way to put Tessa at ease or like to relax? Remind her of happier times. <sighs> okay. Uh, hopefully this is a step up from Cheetos, Mountain Dew, and Lifesavers in the park. If it's anything like your gunplay, you'll be getting a Michelin star tonight. <laughs> Uh, would you prefer to sit at the table or we could sit on the couch? Table. If I'm, if you're giving me the restaurant experience, I expect the restaurant experience. Cloth napkins, candles. She'll wave a hand looking like trying to come up with something else that restaurants have and then aprons. I wanted to impress you. Do something special and admittedly forget about work. If you'll allow me, and she's going to gesture to the table, I can show you to your table reservations, miss. She'll smooth imaginary wrinkles on her dress, smile like a suburban mom who's just been told that she can speak to the manager, and walk with you towards the table. Casey will pull out the chair for her. Uh, I think Casey also pulls out one of those like little remotes to a speaker system out of her pocket, and will point it to the living room, and the house will fill with music. She'll bow slightly, like at the hips. Tonight's two-course meal will begin with a homemade shepherd's pie made with locally grown carrots, peas, sourced ground beef, and topped with potatoes and freshly grated cheese. Tess is going to shake her head from side to side and just be like, okay, what the fuck? Uh, kind of like smirk, but I will light the candles on the table. Can we just... I mean, god damn, Casey, what is all this? I literally googled how to get pretty for this, but you're making me feel like a pig at a prom here. Uh, sorry. Um, I just wanted it to be nice. It's been a bad couple of days. Uh, Casey will, like, blow out the candles and turn off the music. Hey, I'm, if it's a game, I'll play, but... Could we just be real? If you knew the kinds of meals I'm accustomed to, you wouldn't worry about trying to impress me. Yeah, of course. Sure. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, damn. Her shoulders will slump. I wrecked it. No. No, it's it's fine. It's, It's fine. You did a whole thing for me like I was somebody, and I forgot to be a person about it, and now I made this whole effort into something bad. But then her face will light up and Tessa gets up and takes Casey by both shoulders and walks her back to the table in the spot that she had been sitting and roughly puts a napkin in her lap. 
Tonight's two-course meal will begin with a homemade shepherd's pie made with... She start, like looks at the ceiling, hoping to find the information, then looks at Casey, and she goes, I don't know what a shepherd's pie is. It's just meat, potatoes, veggies, and a ton of cheese. Made with meat, potatoes, veggies, and a ton of cheese. Uh, uh, locally grown. I don't do well with... It's bitten... I've been... just sits down and just pokes at her shepherd's pie. It's okay. Um, sorry, it's a little bit too much. I, sh- I should have warned you. No. No, it's it's great. It's perfect. It's It's been a long time. She like smiles and nods and looks back at the food. So, locally sourced, like like Whole Foods. Um, yeah. So she'll take a huge forkful and shovel it into her mouth, and her eyes will roll back into her head, and she'll just be like, "Holy shit!" And she'll finish chewing and swallowing, and then like look up at you like she's forgotten that you were still in the room. How do I kidnap you and make you cook for me always? <laughs> well, you'd first have to disarm my security system, try to remove any and all hidden weapons on my person, as well as deceive Jesse for about two days after my kidnapping before he, Kira, Mark, and probably all of ears starts tracking me with the microchip that's in my head. But I mean, if you manage that, you'd be the first person to successfully kidnap me. She'll just shrug and take another bite and be like, worth it. <laughs> Uh, Casey's gonna, like, put a finger up to your ear as if, like, activating this hidden earpiece. Stand down. Uh, <laughs> she takes a fork, for, fork to her mouth. This is really good shepherd's pie. I'm really glad you came. Unless she's interrupted, she's not going to talk until she's cleared her plate. <laughs> yeah, uh... Casey, I think, definitely opens her mouth a few times, but either closes it or fills it with food. Okay, then when she's done, Tessa will take a big gulp from her wine and go, Five fucking stars, Davis. Have you ever done anything halfway in your life? Mm, I can think of maybe a few, but I'm really glad you like the food. I made a little extra. There's a small container of shepherd's pie in the fridge that you can take back to fit to Sigma. You you mentioned last time that you guys didn't have many home-cooked meals. She's going to put down her silverware and be like, that's something I've been meaning to talk to you about. Okay. You've got a whole other world up here from the one I've got. I'm not really clear on the whys and hows, but Sigma is not someone you're cool with. And You've got a me up there, she like points at your head, who's still just a kid. Uh, there's a like stone face, like kind of going into agent mode. Casey's face sort of transforms into. Did he not tell you? She looks at you with like a, do you think I'm stupid face? He didn't have to. And that's not even what I'm talking about. It's like, there's me who you know, who you know, but then there's me I don't, I don't know if I fucking am someone you like anymore. I've killed people, Casey. Me and Sigma, we fought and scraped and ate rats and did what we had to to survive for years. And I'm not that girl. 
Not anymore. I'm not someone who gets cooked for. This fucking sucks. You're all fancy and, and pretty and successful and the director, which congratulations, I guess. And I'm what? Damsel. Girl on the run. Still the fucking street kid from the wrong side of the tracks. No, you're Tessa Jones. I hear, I hear what you're saying, and I'm trying to understand. You think about me and you see me, but as I was. Even if there wasn't weird time shit, you haven't looked at me for years. You're not wrong. But I am, Casey. I'm stained. I'm not young, I'm not innocent. I've gotten good at one thing in my life. Moving on. And she closes her eyes, she's not looking at you, and she says, and I'm thinking it might be better if we both just go do what we're good at. I go, and you, she opens her eyes and looks at you, you remember. Casey's eyes had dropped to like the table and takes in a long, shaky breath, sort of nodding and avoiding looking at her a bit. You've thought about this. Twelve years, Casey. And Rose is still out there, the guy who tried to kill me and Sigma. I'm taking care of Rose. And while you take care of him, I'll be taking care of myself, which I can do. I've done it before. And she stares at her dwindling wine glass. Three lives, at least, ruined, because one motherfucker couldn't handle somebody accidentally being in his supernatural club. And you're trying to be White Knight and Michelin Star Chef and Woman in Black at all at the same goddamn time, because this motherfucker couldn't leave well enough alone. And she reaches a hand out to grab your wrist, if it's nearby. It's not fucking fair, kid. I fucking hate it. I think that the bags under Casey's eyes are beginning to show and her shoulders slump a little bit more and she just looks tired. I'd been hoping I could try, but I've missed you. And if I'm understanding you, what you're saying, we're, we're not 16 anymore. No, we're not. We've killed people. Yes, we have. And I'm still... Casey sees a picture of her and Jesse at her ears graduation. You don't owe it to me, but... Where are you going to go? Who are you going to become? Her stare will shift into, like, thoughtful consideration. I don't, that's not something that I get. I'm going to survive, I suppose. That's about all I can hope for. And she'll straighten up and look at you like she's daring Casey to disagree. Casey's holding back tears and <clears throat> I hope you survive. I hope you survive. Congratulations on your whole situation or whatever, but your deal and my deal are not even on the same level. 
I've been doing what I can with what I have, okay? You're changing the goddamn world, and I don't know if you've noticed, but I am just some girl. You might be all kinds of special, but I'm not. Stop looking at me like I'm already dead. And you can see the kitchen light glittering off her tear-stained eyes and cheeks, and she breathes in and out like she's just run up a flight of stairs, and she won't say anything else until you do. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what to do or what to say. Yeah, she's not doing great herself. Uh, Roll read a bad situation. Okay. Eleven. Three questions. Does Tessa not want to leave Casey? What do you mean by leave? Like break up? That's a difficult question. The way I will answer it is that you can tell that she is trying to push Casey away. Okay. Is someone manipulating Tessa? Like, is she in danger? That's also kind of a difficult question. Nathaniel is hanging over her head like a dangled sword as far as she's concerned. She's been in danger since the last time you saw her in high school. Mm-hmm. Um... Okay. Weird question. Is this Tessa? Of course this is Tessa. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was like, I don't know, faces, you know, being an assassin and whatever. <laughs> Lots of shit have happened. Um, okay, with that information, uh, Casey's gonna stand up from her chairs, like hands held out and moving back a pace, like not wanting to startle Tessa. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know what you want me to say after you told me that you want to move on. Casey's going to look for an explanation from her. Um, But then she's going to put her finger up to have her wait. Casey's going to go into the kitchen and (laughs) pour herself a glass of whiskey. And then she's going to turn to Tessa. What the fuck? No. Hold on. (laughs) Casey's like... Downs her drink, pours another one, and like presses her fingers into her eyes. What the fuck? I'm related to him, to Rose. I share his power. I steal it. Bottom of a generation. Apparently it's a whole thing. That's why he tried to kill me. Sigma was the bullet. He knew enough to know where to find me and how to take me out. He never counted on you, of course. I didn't know about this power until faces came after me. And after you saved me from him, things took a turn. And she's going to look you dead in the eyes. So you have this power. We think it's like a pool. Like if I'm swimming in it, I'm pulling the power and the energy from it. But if you took me out of the pool... There wouldn't be that drain on the pool. Okay. So you all have access to this one pool, but there's a limited supply. Basically. And then like a tension you hadn't noticed in her shoulders drops. I'm a battery to Rose and you're one of the only people on earth who remembers me as a person. As long as I'm breathing, he thinks I'm stealing from him. Sigma is strong and armed, but he's not smart. (laughs) If I'm going to live through the year, you might be my only hope. This was supposed to be a simple date. 
So what? Were you planning on dumping this all on me tonight? In the process of pushing me away and leaving me? And what I'm hearing... And what I'm hearing you say sounds a lot like you've been using me. You showed up at my van. You kissed me. Met my family. Met my friends. And then you're just going to leave. A range of emotions play out on her face. Reflexive anger, then hurt, then just bitter sorrow. That's one way of looking at it. Is there another way to look at it? I needed you. I didn't have anywhere else to go. I know it would have been more romantic or whatever if I had the whole world and I picked you on purpose, but I don't have that kind of choice. Picked me on purpose. Why don't you try the truth, Tessa? You're here for my help, or you're here to be with me? Eliminate Rose. That's what you want. Eliminate might be a bit strong. I just need a way to get him to back off. Leave me alone. I think Casey's just going through the list of responsibilities in her head because she's now the director and everything she's done to Tessa to this point is for Tessa. The chance that Casey took on her and thinking about the words that Jesse told her of trust and forgiveness and she's finally gonna speak I'll look into it thank you that's all I ask you can take the leftovers back to faces we'll manipulate someone that's a six she looks at you more than a little petulantly and swirls what's left in her wine glass and goes can I at least finish what you've already given me? You've overstayed your welcome. She takes as big of a sip out of it as she can manage by about 15 years the way you tell it. (laughs) Casey's hiding it but there's a beginning of tears. Leave. She purses her lips pushing down some kind of a response. Okay. She gets up doesn't take the leftovers and just before she opens the door she spins around and blurts look I don't like being like this any more than you do but it's been a long time since I've done this I don't have family like you do I don't have friends like you do I'm sorry the girl you knew turned out to just be a ghost she just gestures vaguely at herself this is what being alive did to me and then she stalks out and slams the door When the door slams, Casey lets out a breath that she had been holding and tears start streaming down her face. Fucking go, damn it. She looks to the set table and these noises that don't usually come from her throat start bubbling up as she's just crying and shaking and tries to wipe the tears away from her cheeks and She's she's gonna pull out her phone and I think she's gonna text the only person that she's gonna text Nick. I knew it. <laughs> and she'll say 
I need you to come over. Okay. A minute or so passes, and there's the faint smell of smoke and cedar. Then a whoosh of energy and a column of pale green smoke appears in your kitchen, out of which steps Nick Sparks. In one hand, he's holding what's basically a two-barreled hand cannon. In the other, he has some kind of heavy black carved medallion. He puts the medallion down on the table and rushes over to you. What are we dealing with? He looks you up and down, looking for injuries. Are you hurt? Roll read a bad situation on his behalf, please. Okay. Uh, that's a seven. And I think that Casey needs to roll act under pressure uh, to compose <laughs> herself and wipe makeup uh, from her cheeks. Okay, then he will see the running, the running mascara and look at you confused. And he's going to notice the remnants of the dinner behind you. You're faster than Mark Clayton. You said you needed me with a kind of warm finality. How'd that act under pressure roll go? Seven. I didn't add anything to it. Okay, Nick will slowly put his arms around Casey and passing the huge gun to his left hand, gently put that on the table as well. I'm sorry. I... <clears throat> I, I didn't want to call anyone else. It's okay. I'm here. Nick, I, I can trust you, right? I keep getting hurt, and I'm tired. And I'm, I'm the director now, and I can't be tired, and I can't be weak. Casey Davis, you are not weak. What about this pain? It fucking hurts. I'd probably make it stop hurting. I'll let you know when I figure that one out. Come on, let me pour you a drink. We'll pan to the fireplace. <laughs> Here. And so with that, Casey Davis is officially retired to safety. The intention of that of that improvement is precisely that, that this person will go away off somewhere to live in Oregon with a family or whatever the fuck. But what what I, as I understand what you are doing is that you are turning her over to be functionally an NPC. I, I don't think I'm interested in playing her. So if she shows up, I will brief you and have you do her. Ears will become reformed. Doors will become a force in the world and We'll figure out what that means together as a family. And in the meantime, you will have horrible, horrible things happen to all of you and all the people that you love. Wait, you mean us still active characters, right? Yes. Okay, cool. No, each of you as humans, I'm coming for your families. So now we'll shift ahead. It's a few days later, very early fall. The grass is still a healthy green, but it's beginning to be dusted with freshly fallen leaves. And as we follow the landscape, it starts to give way to rows of jutting stone graves that appear to go on in every direction forever. Clustered around one of them is a pretty sizable group. Among that group is all of you, Kira, Anna, Casey, Theo, Mark, Jesse, of course, is there, Gad is there, and others, many that you don't necessarily know by name, but you have seen them milling about the dress barn. I am going to throw a bit of a wrench here. Yeah. Because a fancy black limousine. No! 
is going to pull up. Are, where are we, like, specifically? Are we just at a cemetery? Yeah, you're at the Lakewood Cemetery. Okay. Who comes out of the limousine? Well, who gets out is the driver, which is like a statue of a man with, like, the whole two-button jacket, even though it's not necessarily that, yeah, chauffeur outfit with the fucking hat, two rows of buttons going up, who opens the door and out will step an all-black Elegantly frocked jacket with bow tie. Nathaniel Rose. Shit. His driver will stay by the car, but a like sharp and dangerous looking man, also dressed respectfully in black, but no jacket, just shirt and pants like a like a goth caterer will join him. Casey's hand is on her gun, mm-hmm. just eyeing them up, analyzing where their weapons are. He'll he'll walk up to the lot of you and be like, "We've had our differences, us and her, but trust that I am here only to pay my respects." Anna, cut the bullshit. <laughs> Kira, forgive me if we don't believe that. She's someone who's been quite important to my family. Upon a time, well, these things matter to me. I'm not here to cause trouble. He'll hold out a hand. For the duration of the ceremony, I'll neither cause nor brook any threat. Good. She'll shake his hand. I have some interesting things to say. You might find them. Applicable. I'm sure you do. I'm very sorry for your loss. More than you could know. How did you know, Riley? By reputation, I suppose. What did she do for your family? That's a complicated question. Family for me is, well, it's complicated. Why don't you unravel the complication? I'm not here for an interrogation, Ms. Ashwood. I am here to pay my respects. If you'd like to change the nature of our interaction this afternoon... You misunderstand me. I'm to give the eulogy. Any information on the people who Riley has come into contact with, whom she's influenced only helps inform what I say. Is yours to be the only eulogy, then? Yes. Fair enough. Roll manipulate someone. I think I get what you're doing. I want this to be a two so bad. <laughs> Fuck, hang on. No, where is it? I can't. Ah! can't see it. <laughs> Six. <laughs> That's double sixes. It's 15. Advanced move. Riley's road was long. And crooked. She was there at the founding of my order. She was there when it turned towards a dark path. She was there at several breaking points of your order, if my intelligence is to be believed. What happened to her was an unfortunate byproduct of the rending of the earth wrought by my erstwhile ancestor. 
Surely by now you understand the provenance of my surname. Rose. The bastard branch of the once mighty house of Stroud. I'm familiar. For a time she was an ally, a patron, a damnably clever rival. I never much trusted her, but I always respected her. She and you were directly set against my interests at times, but the world is poorer for her loss. Well, thank you for your words. You know, this didn't have to happen like this. Nothing ever has to happen. And yet, this is the world we've both chosen, you and I. The world that was built for us by others. And here we are. Here we are. I beg your pardon, I've taken up too much of your time. I believe you have a eulogy to deliver. I do. Miss Davis, Mr. Clayton, Ms. Jones. See you around. I doubt that. I think before Kira gives her any speech, I want her to talk to Donovan really briefly. Well, I'm not surprised to see him here. He seems to have quite the history with Riley. Riley had quite the history. How much did you know about her? As much as she would say, which was little. There's so much that I didn't know. <laughs> she was going to tell me about it, but... I guess that's not going to happen, no. A life of her size and the things she could do and see. The loss is incalculable, not just to the cause. She was your mentor once. Indeed. Therefore, my captor once. She stole me away as I did you. I want to break that cycle. I think he puts a hand on your shoulder and says, Of course you do. For what I have planned next, I might need your help. And you'll have it. Good. Because uh, I think we got some, some battles coming ahead. I might need to hone my training. Oh, you definitely need to hone your <laughs> training. That loose cannon sister of yours? <sighs> The world needs a loose cannon or two. Make things interesting. Pack a punch where it's needed. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you find the world insufficiently interesting? Sometimes. Sometimes it's just hard. Indeed. And I think, like, not an arm, but one of his wings will go around your shoulder. Mm -hmm. They're waiting, they're ready. Okay. And I think Kira, Kira says it, doesn't look at him, but she just walks and she goes, thanks, Dad. And then walks away. <laughs> sort of looks out at everybody. Looks down at Riley's grave. I first met Riley in the back of a sketchy van. <laughs> she, like many of you here today, found us in the middle of a fight. We're battling it out with evils from who knows where. And you rescued us from rescued us from danger. There was this girl. She had her eyes closed. 
robes. Couldn't have been more than 10 years old. And yet she was the one guiding us all to safety, to where we needed to go. It didn't take very long to figure out that Riley wasn't really what she seemed. <laughs> she was not a 10-year-old girl. She carried herself with the wisdom of somebody beyond several lifetimes to have witnessed all of the beauties and the tragedies that this world brings. She was no stranger to the horrors that this world can bring, to the darkness that lurks in every corner. For decades, she was loyal to Divinity Shadow. Like many of us, she was just a lost soul looking for some meaning this cruel world. But Riley had the audacity to dream of something else, of a better world, where those who tormented others for pleasure, and she looks at Nathaniel Rose, were no longer safe in their ivory towers, where the vulnerable, wayward souls of this world were no longer used and discarded, but rather given purpose and a path to redemption. The way of Divinity's shadow and the rest of this world, Riley could see that that was not the way. But perhaps Dawnbreak, her dream, could be. She spent her last moments to make sure that that dream could still live on for all of us. And I don't know about you, but I won't let her dream die with her. There is a whole lot of good in this world, but it needs people like us to fight for it. People who have stared true evil in the eye, and instead of succumbing to it, turn towards the light. Riley saw that, and I can see it now. I know that the threats that we face, they cast a long shadow, but I'm reminded of an old saying, it's always darkest before the dawn. That's Dawnbreak. That's us. So we will build ourselves up and we will come back stronger, smarter, and vigilant. Those who wish to do us harm have another thing coming. The days of retreating from the enemy are long past. I'm done running. We will seek them out and we will stop these cowards one by one. So if you're with me, I think we have some work to do. <laughs> Amen. When Kira's speech ends, Theo's gonna cast magic and have a bunch of wildflowers grow on top of Barney's grave. Aww. Aww. Roll use magic. <laughs> I rolled a 12 and made some what if you like fails and it just like decays and like falls away? <laughs> Riley's hand shoots up out of the grave. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare! I think at so- at some of the mentions of, well, at some of the times when you looked at him, what you would have seen was his sharp-nosed, black-haired bodyguard guy kind of lean in and whisper something in his ear, but Nathaniel Rose just waved him aside like, no, it's fine. Mm-hmm. So as far as that will go, I think with everybody everybody else does, honestly, you turn this into a campaign speech, at least all the Dawnbreak people there, 
will erupt into applause. Respectful, not raucous. Mm-hmm. But they, like you, are turning their grief into something better. And Nathaniel Rose, at that, will sort of mutter something to his bodyguard, kind of make eye contact with each of you in turn, and then spin on a heel and go back to his limousine and leave. And that's when you'll notice resting on the coffin as it descends into the grave is a single black rose. Executive producer Johnny Grubb. This has been The Monster's Playbook, featuring John Wander as Mark Clayton, Lauren Johnson as Anna and Kira Ashwood, Maya Dutchen as Casey Davis and Theo Nessos, and Johnny Grubb as literally everybody else. Our theme song is by me, Johnny Grubb. The Monster's Playbook is produced and engineered by Maya Dutchen and edited by Maya Dutchen and Lauren Johnson. If you liked this episode, please tell a friend. We love friends. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Monsters Playbook and on Twitter at Monster Playbook and on web 1.0 at monstersplaybook.com. And come hang out with us on Discord. We're fun. We'll see you next episode where, as always, I'll have some good news and some bad news. Thanks for listening. I'm trying to keep him quiet by playing. I'm, I'm going fishing for boys. And I caught one. I caught a baby boy. <laughs> fishing for boys. I caught a boy. Oh, say, you might want okay. to re-assess uh, wow. that sentence. Don't like that. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Everything okay, Johnny? Everything okay at home, Johnny? <laughs> yeah.